Hello and welcome back to Three Princesses in a Muggle World, although this week we are down to just two princesses. Uh, our normal intro host, Jenny, is unable to join us, but you have me, Casey, joined by my wonderful friend and co-host. Hey everyone, it's Amber. And we've got kind of a fun show, I think. Amber, you want to tell them what we're doing tonight? We're going to do another Q&A, so we're just going to have some fun answering different questions about some of our favorite things to do with the different fandoms, some of our dislikes even, some, and then some just random miscellaneous stuff that, you know, is just going to be kind of fun. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute since we've had a Q&A type of thing. We've been pretty busy with a lot of other specific topics so it's nice to have just a you know chill low-key maybe slightly problematic depending on the question and answer <laughs> yeah but it's, gonna be, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be chill so we have a whole bunch of questions like a lot of questions four yeah. pages worth of questions <laughs> and what we've done we have them in uh different sections so we have favorites amongst all the fandoms, Disney, Harry Potter, and then Disney's, you know, subdivisions, Marvel, Pixar, things like that. We have a section solely on dislikes for those things. And then, like Amber said, just miscellaneous random questions. Would you rather? Do you want this? What's your favorite? Th what Things like that. So since there's so many, we couldn't really pick out things. So we're going to kind of lean on our trusty wheel. Uh, to choose a section for us, at least, and then hopefully we can decide on questions from there. Yep. So without further ado, are we ready to spin our wheel and see what section we're landing on first? Let's do this. All right. So we'll spin it. We'll get a section, and we're each going to pick a question and do our best to answer it. And first up, we are diving into our random miscellaneous questions. And we have quite a bit of those, so let's, let's see what we have here. <laughs> okay, I got mine. Got yours? All right, go ahead and go yeah. first. I know I'm not choosing yours. So, do you like seeing sequels to Disney movies, or would you prefer seeing, like, original movies? Like, coming up with newer ideas? I think it really depends on what the original movie is and if it's tied up well enough because there's some I definitely think did not need as many sequels. Like Toy Story, I don't think we needed five sequels to it or six, however many they have. Two was good, but it didn't need to happen. I was okay with it just to be, you know, original. I... Uh, I kind of lean towards I'd rather see original ideas come to play. Like, there's so many things they could focus on. There's so many. And in, I know they are doing it now with some of them, but there are so many opportunities for villain backstories they could do. Like, I'm still waiting on an Ursula backstory, and I've mentioned that before. Yes. I feel like they could focus on that than trying to do all these sequels for Cars and Toy Story and Frozen and things like that. I think they could definitely focus on newer ideas what do you think i'm in agreement in a sense you actually kind of stole what i was going to use as my little example as well i feel like toy story 
the first three movies. That's all we needed. And uh, although I am kind of excited about the Buzz Lightyear movie, it does look like it's actually going to, it has potential and is actually going to be good. As well as I heard a theory on TikTok today that actually like, I was like, hmm, I like this theory. And that was that Buzz Lightyear, you know, it's being played, the movie is being played as like, the origin story for Buzz. But a lot of the like technology and different things like that, that timeline does not quite add up right for when Buzz became an action figure. And so instead, this person theorized that it is actually Andy decided when he went off to college that actually what he wanted to go to college for was to get into movies and directing and different things like that so that he could bring a lot of his like things to his imagination stuff to life because we know from watching Toy Story Andy has an amazing imagination and so this person theorized that it is actually Andy's first movie based off of an imaginary play scenario that he had imagined as a child and, uh, and I'm like, ooh, I like this theory. And so, you know, with that theory in mind, I'm even more excited for Buzz. But I do agree that, you know, sometimes I feel like there could be a little bit more original. And uh, and I do wish for some original. And some sequels also just aren't all that great, like Toy Story 4. I love yeah. Toy Story, but the fourth movie just, nope, I'm good. Yeah, and, like, I couldn't even, I don't think I've watched Toy Story 4, because it's just so much. And I was looking through, there, there there's so many Toy Story, there's shorts, there's all that stuff, and you could have taken that energy and put it somewhere else instead of trying to ride the wave of the Toy Story name. To me, like, once you get to sequel 6, it it almost feels like a money grab. It's like a safe option. Yeah, I, like I said, I loved three. I loved how it ended. I don't think we needed to keep going. Like it was a fantastic ending the way it ended in three and it could just, just been left at that. So I think that it, it just does depend on the movie and the, what the sequel is, but I would also like to see a little bit more original content. Yeah. And not even necessarily, in some aspects, original. Like, I I love the villain backstories, like you mentioned. And that, and so, while yes, that's not, like, true original because, you know, those villains are have been around. And so, in a sense, I guess you could say it was, like, a prequel or a sequel or whatever you might want to call it. But either way, it's a little more original than doing an official um, sequel of, like, Toy Story or Cars or frozen yeah so. all right ready for my question go for it all right i'm gonna go into the harry potter fandom for this one since we just heard of disney would you rather be a werewolf like Raymus lupin or a ghost like nearly headless nick now to me this one is easy but what do you think amber for me i would say ghost because at the very least i would be in control of who I was in a sense like 
And that because with werewolves, you lose your sense of control for that at time. And, uh, and I just, I don't know that I would want to lose my sense of control. I know that there's the potion and stuff that will help with that, but you still have to be careful. You still can't be around people. You still are going to change. But, and, uh, and so I feel like being a ghost, just, I would rather be a ghost. I understand your logic, but the one killer for me, ghosts can't eat food. So it's an instant no. So I'm going to take Lorewolf. I mean, as um, women, we're already familiar with losing control one time a month. Mm -hmm. I don't think I could handle not being able to ever eat again. You know, chocolate, ice cream, donuts. I can't give that up. Plus, and this kind of gets into the more sad parts of being a ghost. Having to watch people that you care about get older and then eventually die and then you're just left wandering alone, that to me is a harsh existence. And I I don't know if it ever says it in the books or anything. I think, though, from just kind of at least how the conversation went with Harry and Nearly Headless Nick after Sirius died, it really seems like once you choose to stay behind and be a ghost, like that's it you missed your opportunity to move on to whatever's next and to me that's a harsh reality i don't know if i could handle that being the same staying static while everyone else around me changes and moves on and eventually everyone i love is gone yeah it i don't think i would like to honestly be either one like (laughs) ultimately i would not like to be either one but I do still think I stand by what I said with I would prefer to be a ghost as hard sure. as it would be. and uh, But ultimately, I would be happy if I was just neither one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But anyway, let's see what category our next set of questions is coming from. All right. We're doing favorite. So favorite what from... Disney or Harry Potter? Hmm. Do you want to go first? Alright, this is kind of an easy cop-out one because it's definitely been talked about before, but that's okay. Uh, So let's take a favorite Marvel villain. Amber, you want to tell us what your favorite villain is? Well, so for me, my struggle is I have most of the Marvel movies I've actually only seen once. A few of them I've seen twice. And I just haven't really fallen in love with any of the villains like I have with Disney. Other than the more I see him in stuff. And, you know, a lot of people also argue he is not a villain. But I'd have to go with Loki. Any reasoning? Just like I said, the more I see him in stuff, the more I'm like, okay, I like you. As well as just like... I didn't. I haven't seen him since Character Hugs came back, and I was really kind of bummed because I really wanted to do like a character hug with him, and uh, especially get my daughter to hug him. My daughter cracks me up, and she. We ran into him at Avengers Campus back before Character Hugs came back, and so my daughter goes up because she wants to see him for whatever reason, and so we go up, and she's talking to him and stuff, and he goes. 
am I your favorite Avenger? And she goes, absolutely. And I'm like, girl, you've never seen the Avenger movies. Like, I thought, but then the best part was, was immediately following that, we then run into Thor. Oh, no. Who asked her, am I your favorite? And she goes, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. I was like, you're you're lucky that Loki didn't overhear you saying that because I'm pretty sure that would start a fight between Loki and Thor right there and then. <laughs> like, but yeah, he. I don't remember exactly what all they said because they they talked for quite a bit. But yeah, apparently Loki's also my daughter's favorite. So I absolutely love Loki. I think everyone knows this, especially after. March Madness, but I'll go ahead and talk about another favorite villain of mine just for the sake of having a little bit of difference in there. But I'm going to choose the same universe. I'm going to talk about Hela from Marvel's Thor as well. Hela is like Loki, but stronger, you know, better in the sense of evilness because, yes, Loki does have his moments of bad, of being evil, but they're not. In my opinion, true evilness, it really more seems like he is throwing a big temper tantrum. He's very upset, he's very angry, but at his core, I don't think he's truly bad. He's truly evil. And we definitely see that, especially at the end with his redemption. Whereas Hela is just bad. She gives no cares. She is just like evil to the core, gives no uh, whatever you want to call it, no craps. She just is. And I love her for that. She is a fierce, strong female character that I absolutely love. Yeah. Okay. So for my favorite question, let's go favorite Pixar duo. Either They can either be like a couple or like a best friend combination. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Like, I can only really think of two at the top of my head, which would be, <laughs> I think, probably what everyone would say. Um, Folly and Mike Wazowski. But I don't know if they're necessarily my favorites. I mean, yeah, they're they're funny. They they work together. But yeah, I'll just go with Folly and Mike. They do, they do balance each other out, I think, pretty well, and they do work together pretty well. They are pretty iconic. Yeah, we'll just go with Mike and Sully for me. I do like Mike and Sully. And, uh, the first, whenever I think Pixar duo, honestly, the first one that comes to my mind is, is obviously Buzz and Woody. But after I think about it and I delve into Pixar and really go through it, I actually think my favorite duo is probably um, Russell and crap. What's his name now? The old guy from Up. Old man. I I don't know his name. Give me a second. My mind just went like totally big. Carl. Carl. That's his name. Carl? Yeah. Carl. Carl. I'm up. But also along that same lines, if you want to take it more of a couple situation, it is definitely Carl and Ellie. Like, without fail. They are my probably favorite Pixar couple. I, I think what gets me is 
for me, it's so hard to remember what exactly is a Pixar movie. And I just know automatically, yes, Monsters, Inc. is Pixar. That's the first one I always remember. Mm-hmm. And yes, Toy Story is. And yeah, Buzz and Woody are a good duo, kind of. Not really in the first one. <laughs> but yeah. Well, they were they were they were enemies, then they became frenemies, and then they became best friends. That's how it always works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on duos, or shall we spin the wheel? Don't we just have dislikes left? I mean, if we want to go there, but we could always spin again, and maybe we'll get another miscellaneous. Yeah, go for it. I'll just keep everything on the wheel as options. Yeah, let's go for it. All right, the wheel tells us random miscellaneous again. Okay. Would you rather have a 101 Dalmatians or a monster like Mike Wazowski as a friend? 101 Dalmatians instantly. That that honestly is like my dream. I would love to retire one day, buy a big piece of land, and just take in a bunch of rescues. You know, like seniors that no one wants anymore, dogs with health issues that people don't want to take care of. I kind of want to just have like a sanctuary for all these unwanted pets where they can come and be loved in their final years. So I would love the 101 Dalmatians scenario. I do not want a back-talking, puny little green blob in my room. (laughs) I want the dogs. So speaking of rescues and all that, I don't know if you saw it, but I think it's on Hulu, if you have Hulu. There was actually a um, dog competition, but it was instead of your normal dog competition where it's the purebreds and all that, it was actually specifically rescues. And uh, and they they had categories like best couch potato, um, best belly rub, best at playing fetch um best um underbite i have a snore and i need to go watch it yeah it it was really kind of funny and cute and i was like i love this so i have to go watch it even though i have my own snoring couch potatoes literally right next to me i i love to go see yeah but so, which one are you choosing amber I would probably also choose the 101 Dalmatians as long as it was a, I had a huge plot of land that they just all ran around and only would occasionally be inside the house. <laughs> I don't think I could handle 101 dogs running around my house at one time. See, and they'll, they'll play outside all day long and then they come and jump in the bed at night to sleep. <laughs> You need, like, um one of those Alaskan king-sized beds. Is it Alaskan king or is it California king? It, both. They, there is a California king, but they also have, I think there's Texas size, which is way bigger. There's Alaskan. They actually have different sizes that go bigger than just California king. California king's the biggest I've ever heard of, but good to know there's bigger sizes. That's, I think, the biggest standard size that you can go into the store and buy. But, yeah, you can special order way bigger beds than that. Interesting. Good to know. Mm-hmm. What's your miscellaneous question for us? Would you rather fight a basculus or a Dementor? Mm, 
neither. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a tough one. I. Are you a witch or not? I'm a witch, but I still don't want to fight. I had a Dementor or a Basilisk. You have a wand. Just make up a Tronius. No, but I still don't want to have to do it. Hey. I guess I would probably say Dementor because at if least you... I could do the Patronus charm. But Yeah, if you've got a wand, Dementor all the way, just make up a Patronus and it's gone. There's not much you can do for a Basilisk except, I don't know, conjure up a rooster. No, you just should. Show that you're loyal to Dumbledore, and then Fox will come. Yeah, see, um, I wasn't going to rely on that. I'd rather just try to conjure a rooster. <laughs> now, I guess the real question is, which one would you rather fight if you did not have a wand? I don't know. Do I have any other sort of weapon on me? No. Then I'm screwed either way. <laughs> so, I would, if I didn't have a wand, I'd be going Basilisk, because I'm not going to get my soul sucked out of me. I'll just, I'll look right at that thing, and it's done. Okay, moving on, please. I guess so, yeah. Does, wait, Basilisk's eyesight doesn't work on itself, right? I can't just hold up a mirror and it kill himself. I would say no, considering, you know, the way that Myrtle, Moaning Myrtle died was because it saw the reflection of its eye. Or it, no, because it didn't see the reflection, because if she'd seen the reflection, she wouldn't have died, right? Yeah, Mrs. Norris saw the reflection, and then yeah. Colin Creevy saw it in his camera, and then, I can't remember that other kid's name, he's not an important character, saw him through Nearly Headless Nick, but Moaning Myrtle saw it directly on. Yeah, but I feel like it probably saw its reflection plenty of times in the bathroom, because that's where the entrance to the chamber was. True. I was just curious if I could hold up a mirror and then win, yeah. but... Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Whatever, it's fine. Okay. The random thoughts that come to our minds, right? I mean, they're decent questions. And at least, like, I got rid of my other random thought of talking about how the basilisk exists in the first place when they didn't have plumbing, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, least favorite. So let's talk about our dislikes on things. Hmm. Do I want to be problematic? Sure. Oh, you get to go first this time, I think, right? No, I went first just barely. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Least favorite Harry Potter movie? Um, I think I'd have to go with Goblet of Fire. And my reason being not because it's a bad movie. Like, I feel like it was a great movie, but... I do feel like, especially with the final task, they left way too much out. Because all we see in this maze is, like, nothing. Other than wind and the occasional um, plant that, like, comes out and gets at you. Versus in the book, we have the Sphinx, we have the Dementors, we have... Um, some of the giant spiders we have, I don't remember what else, but I feel like there's quite a bit more and uh, that they had to face making this maze even more terrifying. And I feel like, yes, I get it's a movie. They had to cut stuff out, but I feel like they still could have incorporated at least one of those terrifying things 
makes the maze seem a little bit scarier. That's fair. Yeah, I I can see where you're coming from. I think this was kind of Goblet of Fire was kind of the start of directors just doing whatever they wanted and not reading the source material. But yeah. I think for me, I have to go with, and maybe this is just because I haven't rewatched it yet because they just took it off the streaming platform I was watching it. I have to go find it somewhere else. But if memory serves from a couple of years ago, it was Deathly Hollows Part 1 for me, just because how long and drawn out it was. And that's also why Deathly Hollows isn't my favorite book, because the beginning is so long and drawn out. I, I feel like it could be condensed, but that's also going back into the writing. But I kind of feel like at this moment... I can't say Goblet of Fire because I do really like Goblet of Fire as a movie. Yes, it does not do true to the book, but I do like it as a movie. I, I feel like I have to say Deathly Hollows Part 1. Well, like I said, I feel like if you take it just as the movie and not compare it to the book at all, I agree. It's a great movie. And that, but I do feel like, for me, there is so much that they missed out on. Yeah. And that, that they could have incorporated at least some of it into the movie and i get that as part of it they had to cut back but just at the very least in the final task they could have done something to make the maze seem a little more terrifying and a little more hard because this was supposed to be the final task it was supposed to be the hardest task of them all and other than the fact that there was a porky that took him to face voldemort which was not supposed to be part of the task, there wasn't really much that was that terrifying when you compare it yeah. to Dragon and, like, the Grindelow and Mermaids. And uh, I'm just like, I feel like we put way too much effort in making one and two seem all fantastic, like the tasks and the third final task that's supposed to be the hardest and scariest of all. We just kind of made it there because it had to be there to then take them to face off with Voldemort and, uh, oh. and I'm just like <laughs> yeah they did kind of cheap out on it because all we got then was just them running scared around a maze mm -hmm. you know we didn't get to see Harry show his intelligence I think that was kind of a telling of how smart Harry is trying to figure out that uh, riddle from the Sphinx yeah you know and we just get to him as more just, oh my goodness, what's going on? I have no idea how to do anything, rather than... He was actually confident. I think he did kind of prove himself as a champion throughout the task. Like, yeah, he had a lot of help throughout it, but he also figured things out on his own. And I, I yeah. feel like we did lose that in the movie. Yeah. Also, I think I shared this on a previous episode, but all I remember from my first time watching Goblet of Fire is I watched Goblet of Fire at the movie theater. I want to say it was with Jenny and possibly with you, but I don't remember for sure. But I know I'd just seen it at the movie theater. And then I made the mistake of going home and watching Chamber of Secrets. And I mm. fell asleep while watching Chamber of Secrets. And I had a dream of being chased by the basilisk through the maids. Oh no. So wanted to talk about make maze terrifying. Throw a basilisk into the mix. Yeah. Oh. You know, that would have been interesting. 
And you know what? Hagrid probably would have thought about it too. How could I make this real scary? I saw this meme. I think I shared it with you and Jenny in the group text, but it says it was like, I, I want Hagrid to do a TV series as if he was Steve Irwin, but with magical creatures. And here we have a baby Hungarian horn tail. Let's get closer. Oh, it's so cute. It's breathing fire at us. Isn't that the sweetest thing ever? I mean, like, you, yes. you, know, you know that's how all his classes went. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's basically how the hippogriff went. Look at, look at this magnificent, dangerous creature. Come on, let's take a closer look. Exactly. But, yep. I, I kind of want that TV series now. It's fine. I mean, I feel like Hagrid's probably near retirement. This could definitely be a retirement plan for him. He's not going to teach anymore, so he's going to get his own show and, like, go on the road. Yes. I think Harry would guest star a lot. Not by choice. Hagrid would just invite him over for tea and then, oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to help me with this. Yes. (laughs) And he'd be like, never coming over for tea again. Okay. Um, trying to think problematic well it's not that i want to be problematic i picked out one but now i'm realizing maybe i should pick a different one because i don't know what my answer would even be because i don't know that i have a least favorite in this category we'll go with it um least favorite disney sidekick slash animal sidekick oh no (laughs) you had to go for that one Uh all right i'm looking up sidekicks real quick Yeah, this one is a tough one. I don't know if I necessarily have a least favorite. I feel like all the side characters, um, sidekicks that Disney have, they're all pretty strong, you know? Yeah, they are really. Uh, I, I guess if I, if I had to absolutely choose one, you know, like, my life depend on it, <laughs> Olaf is kind of annoying sometimes. We can't be friends anymore. I said, if I have to choose. I mean, Mushu can also get a little annoying at times. Sometimes he crosses that boundary. We definitely can't be friends anymore. <laughs> you know I love Mushu. But there is a boundary sometimes. There is a line. Sometimes it's too much. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your family. On your cat. Dishonor on your whole family. I mean, like, if we're putting them side by side, I would say Olaf is more annoying than Mushu, but... Olaf's probably, like, my favorite. Alright, then, who's your least favorite? So, after Googling ones, I did come up with who probably my least favorite is. And that is probably Gurgi, who is from the Black Cauldron. He kind of reminds me of, like... He honestly kind of reminds me of, like, Gollum. But suppose he apparently people think he's cute. I don't know that I would go as far as saying he's cute, but um, he just kind of gives me Gollum vibes. So he's probably my least favorite. Okay, I'm not familiar with him, but yeah, the only reason why I'm as familiar as I am with him is because recently me and my daughter asked. We came home from when. My husband and I came home from doing a movie night and that, and we were, well, I shouldn't say came home. We came to my mother-in-law's house because we, it was while we were visiting my mother-in-law 
and she had been watching um, Minnie Mouse Boutique or Bowtoons or whatever it's called, and that, and she, in during that they watched during one of the episodes they had a scary movie night and that, and so we got home and she informed us that she wanted to watch a scary movie, and so I was sitting there trying to figure out what might be classified as scary to a toddler but not actually be a true scary movie type thing and ended up settling on the black cauldron which she ended up falling asleep during but when we asked her about it the next day she said it was oh so scary but she loved it so you know that's the only reason why i've even seen it recently and by recent, that was actually probably about a year ago. So, yeah, Gergi, he's annoying. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Okay, so we've asked a lot of random questions tonight. We want to know your guys' answers to these random questions. Also, um, if you guys enjoy these Q&As, give us some more questions. Like we've already said, we have a fairly long list, but we're more than happy to add questions to that list and so maybe your question might be featured on our next Q&A and yeah until next time guys bye bye